Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack and I'm your host of the Golden Rule Revolution where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today's episode is fantastic. I got to talk to the powerful and inspiring Jennifer Watson. She is a voice of strength and hope for anyone looking to really blaze a new trail in your life or or if you're looking for just encouragement of where you currently are, this episode is for you. It's a great conversation. I love this powerful leader that I got to talk to today and I know you will enjoy it or at least I hope you will enjoy it. And that said, I also hope you will enjoy our sponsor of the Golden Roll Revolution, which is Viter Energy Mints. It boosts energy and freshens your breath because these mints have caffeine in them. Now, two mints equals one cup of coffee. The mints also have B vitamins, so you can go check those out. I love these mints. I um, really like the chocolate mint and the cinnamon. There's five flavors in total. There's peppermint, wintergreen, spearmint, cinnamon, and chocolate mint. And if you go to their website at GoViter, G-O-V-I-T-E-R.com, that's GoViter.com, and you purchase from their website, you can use the promo code Lucas, L-U-C-A-S, and get 10% off your order. I'm excited about having a sponsor of the show. That just means that you listening and others listening are growing this podcast and people are being influenced to treat people like people and nothing less. So without any further ado, my friends, here's today's show. Well, Jennifer, how are you? Thank you for joining the Golden Rule Revolution. I am so pumped to be here. I love your podcast. Everyone out there listening, I love Lucas. He's got such a great message and vision, and I'm just pumped to be able to connect with you today on a lovely Tuesday. So thanks for having me. Thank you. (laughs) I remember the very first conversation you and I had on the phone, and I felt like our energy was like, wham, like connected right away. I'm like, who is this awesome, awesome person? And, And I'm so thankful we've been able to connect. Yay. Me too. Ditto in every way. So yay. (laughs) Tell me, so tell us, I I always ask where people are from and tell me about life growing up. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, where do I start? I've lived in several states and, you know, I don't know if I should say it this way, but I'm kind of a product of a divorced family. That's something we can go into later. I, I have such a supportive family, but when my mother got remarried, we went from Montana, where I was originally from, to Minnesota, where my stepdad was from, and they started their own business, and then I went to school at Wisconsin-Madison, ran track collegiately there, but then ultimately came back to the West, Montana, and then ultimately Colorado, where some of my family trickled down to, Mm -hmm. and then I jumped over to Virginia Beach, where my twin and her husband ended up for quite a few years. So I've been a little bit everywhere, but I'm such a big believer, Lucas. You know, yeah, I started in Montana, but so much of my story just has a lot of beautiful little colorful entities, and I have lived in a lot of places. So I guess my origin is Montana, but so much of my growth and experience comes from all these states I mentioned. So Montana originally, but been around the block and seen some really cool things in other states. It's, mm. it's been great. It's been great to have that journey. And I actually honor where my story started, being a family of just divorce, being a child divorce. And there's a lot of things that happen during that process, you know, as a kid and growing up, not just physically moving from state to state. So 
um, it's just part of my story. It's part of my journey, my pain, my strength and everything that comes with it. Right. So yeah. yeah. Did, uh, so you have, um, a twin, uh, sister. Yes. That is so cool. And do you have any other siblings? I do. I have an older brother and he lives here in Colorado as well. Um, my, my, um, older sister, unfortunately, I may have mentioned to you, Lucas did pass away last year from cancer, but her kids still live here in Colorado as well. So I have two living siblings and then my mother as well. My stepdad and my father, unfortunately already passed away as well. So we've had a lot of loss in the last year, year and a half, but, um, I love my family. I think they're rock stars. Yeah. Um, the ones that are past and the ones that are currently living, there's a, a great strength and story there for mm. sure. Well, how, what was that like as a, I think this is unique. I've never interviewed yeah. someone that has a, a twin and yeah. going through that process with a sister that's so close to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. So I've never known any different than being a twin and it's, I'm an identical twin and there's a bond with fraternal and identical, but there's definitely an extra bond with identical because we're 99.9% genetic blueprint. You know, we definitely have some of those weird twin things that happen. You walk out of different rooms, singing the same song. We have deodorant that's the same with the same flavor and smell. And we live in different states now. Weird stuff like that. And we're intuitively can tell when someone's on or off. Mm -hmm. So we definitely have that energetic connection that happens with that, that genetic blueprint. That's so, so alike. Ironically, we didn't realize we were identical till we were adults so when we were born we were born in montana so i don't know if that says anything but the way they told us that we were fraternal was that we had two separate placentas but what they found out later that's not a good way to test because it can tear and it can look like two separate placentas so the blood work is the best way to do it and so we always got told that we look identical so as adults like in our mid-20s we had the dna test done and we found out we were identical which totally made sense because we had that unique kind of cosmic bond all that stuff so there is a real beauty to being identical twin Mm. i don't know any different a lot of people can't totally understand unless you are a twin, but there is this automatic best friend, this person that always knows really your inner soul and outer soul. We've talked about that a lot, Lucas, is really being authentic with your story and yourself. And that's what's really safe and beautiful. And not that you can't have that with close friends and other siblings, but it's genetically intertwined right from the start as a twin. So there's this emotional soul piece, physical piece, mental piece that's always there. So I'm really thankful for it. That is one thing I truly miss living in Colorado is I miss her, her boys, which to me, I mean, they're my, my love and joy there. I'm like their second mom. Mm. I miss her, but it has progressed our relationship in a different way. We've learned to communicate in a different way. And there's a lot of reasons why I moved out to Colorado. And I'm so glad I did because I got to spend two years with my older sister before Mm. she passed. So people thought you're crazy. You're leaving Virginia, you're twin that you're so connected to a business that's thriving. And I know you can understand this, but just, I want the listeners to realize that, you know, your story is your story and your journey. And if you feel led to do something, jump and move on it. Because I have to tell you, I've loved Colorado. I got a chance to really 
really amp up and connect with my older sister before she passed. And it's also produced a different, unique relationship with my twin and mm. got us to really be profound in a different angle. So no, we don't live next to each other and have, you know, cookie cutter houses with kids <laughs> the same age. You know, I'm a businesswoman, entrepreneur. She's a stay at home mom mm. and she does other things beyond that, but she's a beautiful mom. And, I just love the way we balance each other, kind of going off a little bit more off twinship, Lucas. Not that every identical twin's like this, but we are definitely mirror twins. You know, we think a lot spiritually alike, politically a lot alike, but the way we handle conflict, mm. our personality. Um, she's a little bit more laid back. I'm the walking through the daisies and the flowers. If some hurdle comes up, we got to really just step back and reassess. I'm more like balls to the wall, jump <laughs> off the cliff. You know what I mean? Right. Yep, yep. But it's, it's great because then I put fire under her and then she pulls me back when it's like, mm. Jen, let's question this a little bit and look mm. at our intuition on this. So I think there's a beautiful balance. I know I've kind of jumped around a little bit, but I think there's oh, a beautiful yeah. balance with being a twin in so many different realms. And I miss her in so many ways, not physically being near her, but because we have other connections, it's been okay for the three years I've been in Colorado and I wouldn't take back mm. moving to Colorado. I wouldn't, I had other reasons, but I always, my big quote is we make plans and God laughs. Like I had my reason why I moved to Colorado, but I was like, dude, there's other major reasons. It was for my yeah. sister. I would never ever question moving here. I wouldn't question giving up a successful practice. I wouldn't question leaving my twin. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And people that know me well, they're like, we get it. We get it. You know, we're picking up what you're putting down. You know, we understand your vision and your, where you're going. And I went with that, you know, and I, I took a leap and I'm so close to my family, but I am single and have an opportunity to really be flexible and support my family on so many levels. So I'm so glad I did it. Do I miss my twin? Do I, love our connection hundred percent. Am I so glad that I'm here in connecting with my other family in different ways? hundred percent, hundred percent. So you have, you've, what's fascinating now that you are working with these business leaders and you're speaking and, and your business. And I want to hear, I want you to share about that, but it's fascinating how you've been able to take places where you've come from and, and people you're, you're really good with people and it's fascinating that you being a twin are so connected with another human being in that level, but then also you've traveled and you've brought these connections. Now, how has that led into your personal or professional world and what you're doing now? Absolutely. You know, I've always, you know, my mother always used to say that about me, that Jennifer's kind of a connector, you know, she's a natural leader, but also more than that, a connector. And even though when I was a young kid, I didn't know how to make that tangible, what that all meant, but I've always felt that I've had a natural ability to connect with people, that I'm naturally intuitive, that I'm naturally, you know, empathic. And, yeah. and part of that is where I come from as a twin, you know, she's intuitive, empathic as well. And partly again, that connection, but it's interesting again, her journey versus mine and Jana, my twin sister name would probably agree that I'm a, as far as gifts, it's more, I'm a little bit more the connector, the leader of the twins. Does uh -huh. that make uh -huh. sense? Yeah. And yeah. I've honed that skill into my adult life in I am so passionate, Lucas, of connecting epic people. So passionate about it. I, I just find that many of the people I coach, maybe you even have this too, where they surround themselves with people that don't believe they can heal. 
Mm. Don't believe they can achieve their goal. Don't believe really the power of the human being to really change, adapt, and grow. You know, I'm yeah. always a big believer. I say this a lot too. If you're not growing, you're dying. And right. humans are meant to move That's here. Right emotionally, spiritually, and the heart physically moves. So that's why I think we also tangent and make bad decisions because at least it's a decision. Like we're, we're always wanting to do that positive, negative movement. Yes. And kind of going back to connecting people, I do really love to do it. I love to see people from so many levels, whether it be professionally getting thought leaders together and their mind-blowing ideas and their influences and feeding off each other, whether it be coaching a client to connect with people more in their world that believe in them, that support them, whether it be family members getting to connect more in a beautiful way. I just want people to connect, but I want them to connect with the right people. Mm. You know, I've had experiences where I haven't connected with the right people and I want to connect with people that believe in me. One, yeah. I want to connect with people that want to fan my gifts too, and that I want to fan theirs. And three, I can say anything I want, whether it be a horrible thing from my past, whether it be some insane goal. And you're like, yeah, I got it. I'm with you. Where do you need me? You know, yeah, I'll curl up in a ball with you while you're sipping soup through a straw, through a trauma, or I will feed your six figure desire income that you want in the next year. Awesome. Yeah. Where do you yeah. need me? Yeah. And that's what I want to set strong myself with. And that's what I want to see people like you, Lucas, like the people I coach, like my family surround themselves with. Mm. Because I believe that's how we grow the best as humans to live our, and I know it's kind of a big word right now, but optimal life, you know, yeah. and that includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you have to surround yourself with people that are in your world that are willing to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. I always say, Lucas, I buy my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I so buy the people I'm freshly connected with. They become friends because mm. I research you guys. Like, yeah. I'm sure you research me. I'm like, yeah. I Facebook stalk people. It's, <laughs> I figure out what your vision is, right? I mean, hey, listen, I own that stuff. But yeah. I do stalk people and I'm like, okay. And it's not about I'm better than them or not, but I'm like, are they going to be a part of my tribe? Are yeah. yes. they people I want to see myself in a present and future with? Are we going to be able to optimize each other's life? Mm. If so, then I make that connection or I make it for other people as a coach or with my family, you know? Mm. Um, and that's huge. And I think my family would also say, I am definitely a person that breaks down the elephant in the room. Like I will be the one at the Thanksgiving dinner that will like throw something against the wall. Like we need to discuss this, but in a really therapeutic supportive way, because I'm a big believer. I know that's kind of one of your visions too, is really discussing hurts and pains because I feel like it locks down a lot of our connections and relationships, including yes. our own family. Yes. You know, I, I treat clients all the time that come back from Christmas vacations, right? And they're like, oh, we had these huge fights and there's so much left there that is right. these triggers. So I love to connect people from a family aspect. And my family would probably say that about me, that Jennifer is going to be the one that's going to drop the elephant in the room in a therapeutic way. But I'm like, I want us to continue to grow and love on each other through our pains and our our connections. I want to live that way in my own family, just like I teach, just it's like I speak about it's so healthy it, because I, I think the, I don't, you know, the term gaslighting. Have you, yes. Have you, so mm -hmm. there are intentional gaslighters, the narcissistic personalities that will gaslight everyone around them. But yeah. in a subtle passive form of gaslighting, when, tra when uncomfortable feelings are not 
talked about or when something's not discussed, the elephant in the room, when yeah. that's not discussed and everyone disbands and goes about their life and then comes back together mm-hmm. and doesn't address it, that is a subtle form of gaslighting. Yes, when totally. you accumulate that type of behavior over 10 years, 20 years, 30 yes. years, people lose themselves. They don't understand yeah. themselves anymore because my, right. one of the questions I was going to ask you is, but maybe this is the answer. I don't know. And I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Why do people continue to surround themselves with people that don't want the best for them, that yeah. don't help them, but maybe it's because they've been gaslit for so long? I yeah. don't know. What do you think of that? You know, I do believe that is a form of gaslighting. I, I've seen it in my clients, to be honest, in my own family, you know, and that's why I kind of pull it up to the table. Like, we need to mm. talk about this. But I agree with you. Gaslighting can destroy relationships, but more actually the person that is in conflict with the gaslighting that's going on, you know, and I am such a big believer that a lot of people keep allowing gaslighting. A lot of people keep allowing people in their life to do that for a variety of reasons. But I think one of them is insecurity and number two, fear that they're going to be left that mm-hmm. they won't have anybody anymore, that the people that they're going to surround themselves with, who are they going to be if it's not family or this friend or this colleague? I think there's a lot of insecurity in themselves, lack of self-worth, mm-hmm. and just fear. Like that, that I call it the limbic stage of that fight or flight of what if they leave, what will I have? Mm-hmm. What, you know, because we as humans want to connect, right? We want to feel love. We want to feel known. Yeah. We want to feel like someone gets us. We want people to know us. I want to be known, you know, and I think we are willing to stay in toxic gaslighting relationships because we're insecure. You know, we started in this where I go back, you know, forever, like when we were young kids and what we learned about self-worth or lack of, we keep drawing, you know, that law of attraction, keep drawing these people to us that our gaslighting are, are showing our lack of worth or feeling of self-worth, but then it just perpetuates that, well, we aren't worth it because we keep drawing these people and then you just keep this vicious cycle going and the insecurity. And again, that fear of, well, if they leave me, even though they treat me like crap, who will I have left? And I think we need, and I know you talk about this all the time, Lucas, which I love, but I think we need people to get that. Again, I don't care if it's blood, family, friends, whoever, you have got to take that step out of your fear, lean into the darkness and let go of these people. And if they're not meant to be in your world because they're bringing ideas of fear to use and yep. significant lack of self-worth, yep. that's what should be a red flag. Like you need to drop them like a mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I know sometimes that's easier said than done. So when I say this listeners, mm. I'm, I'm not saying the process can be because a lot of the stuff we've learned and we've carried with us for 30 years. Yeah. You know, I had my yeah. own issues with that and scars yeah. that I kept in the repeated cycle of really bringing bad men in my life, you know, gaslighting, there's that type of stuff. So I get it. You've got to rip off the bandaid. It's just like getting ready for a freaking marathon. You know, yeah. you just got to, you know, start the training today and change your mind, change the people you're, you're connecting with because once you're willing to go into the darkness and realize, wow, I keep drawing these people that gaslight me, that treat me poorly. Wow. I have a lot of fear of people leaving me. But when you really go there, I think you have this aha moment. It doesn't feel good. We all have our story. But then we're like, wait a minute. I don't want to be here. And I'm always a big believer. The clients that come to me and succeed are the ones that are in the most pain. You've got to be in a lot of pain 
like rock bottom to want to make a change yes. to go, yes. do you know what I mean? So oh, that's why yeah. yes. we, we talked about that, that we have to be willing to go to the darkness, whatever that darkness is first, but that how much pain are you in? The number one thing I ask my clients when they work with me, how much pain are you in? Because if it's under a seven on a zero to pain scale, you're not going to get anywhere with me. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. So how much do you want this and how much pain are you in? And that's where we kind of start. And I think- how- yeah, go ahead. Sorry uh, to, to interrupt you. I, how much f- from the people that you work with, and I know we, we you and I loosely talked about like our upbringing, mm-hmm. how much of the religious narrative sets mm-hmm. the tone for the people that you're seeing stuck in this? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, that's another elephant in the room, you know, religion and politics, right? We, we yeah. kind of have a tendency to stay away from like Christmas parties and, you know, right? right. But I, I just sure. don't get that. You know, if we can't come together as individuals and have differences of opinions and hug it out, so to speak, yep. but religion is a big one. And, you know, from my background, yes, my dad in his early part of his life was a pastor. I grew up in a Christian family, you know, yep. and we yep. were brought up that way. But I love my parents and my stepdad and my family and the fact that it was never about religion. Mm. And for me, my platform is it never should be. You know, I'm not here to talk to someone about what their religious beliefs is per se. Do a lot of my platforms, my beliefs come from this upbringing of Christianity. Do I have a relationship with God, with Christ? 100%. Do I talk? to him every day, a hundred percent. What that looks like to you or what it looks like to other people, what God is, what to me is more important. And I hundred percent pull into speaking engagements. I hundred percent pull in with clients is spirituality because mm-hmm. that is a huge part of our soul. It is what yeah. makes us look back and go, why am I here? Yeah. All yeah. of us, whether we believe there's nothing out there, it's still a belief. Yeah. What is out there beyond us and why the freak am I here and why does it matter? Like what, what is my purpose here on earth? And that has everything to do with your spirituality, your emotionality and mental mindset are more about your community and your connection with people. But I do believe that spiritual soul piece comes from your spirituality, your connection to a bigger thing beyond yourself, beyond even your other people in your community. That it's just like when I talk about my visions and my passions and my purpose, that comes from my soul, my spirituality that I believe I was put on this earth by God in case, you know, my God to do this thing. And that is what allows me to stay anchored and steady, emotionally stable Mm. during this parts of life. Right during my scars, during triggered conversations, during busy life, during whatever, that I do find that is a huge missing piece for people that we've kind of gone high and right, which we always do in this country that, you know, we don't want to be about religion. So we've just kind of thrown spirituality out the door and said, well, spirituality is everything. And I'm like, that's fine if you don't want to like agree with where I come from, but you have to have a, to me, a defined idea of what it means to you because only then can you start connecting to the source, which is your soul alignment, which is where all your scars live too. Because when you have a trauma, it pulls you out of your alignment in what you are this world. Yeah. And I've had and been in, in really bad relationships. It pulls me out of why am I here? 
You know, yeah. we've all had that. I, I've been, I've gone through chronic depression. I've been very open about that. I've had suicidal ideation for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I remember when I've gone through trauma, I got pulled out of my soul and who I was, why I was here on this earth. And I started questioning God. So like, yeah. why am I here, God? Why am I going through this? And again, that's what I would be saying. Like, why am I here, Jesus? Why, why are you doing this to me? You know? mm. But again, if I didn't have that conversation with a bigger universe, with yeah. bigger spirituality, and I think, again, that's a missing piece for people. You know, you've got to pull yourself in because that is where your soul lives, is your spiritual connection to why you're really here on this earth. Yes, are physical things needed? Supplements sometimes, exercise, counseling, EMDR, all, all this stuff. There's so many beautiful modalities out there, Lucas. But yeah. until people are willing to tap back into spirituality and whatever that means to them, and I, I, they, a lot of them know where I come from as, as a Christian. Yeah. That's not something I'm forcing on people. I just want people to get that they need to have a connection there to heal, right? Because don't we all want to heal and just use our awesome scars, whatever they yeah. are. I don't freaking yeah. care what they are. And just use them, right? To relate right. to people and be these awesome people that we were, we're always supposed to be. So that's what spirituality means to me mm. and, and where I want to see people dial into. And I do believe that's a missing piece. And that's a big piece that we, along with intuitive counseling, I do with people, the spiritual management, getting you back on track with realigning your soul. Yeah. It's definitely part of my coaching for sure. Um, cause I find a lot of people are out when they come to me. We, I see a lot of people post trauma mm. and trying to get people back in alignment because you can say to them, you're worthy till the cows come home. And I love Tony Robbins, but you can't just say that stuff. You yeah, have yeah. to really dig deep and go into And again. I love Tony Robbins, but yeah. dig deeper to the source, what we've talked about and you have to do the work. Right. You, you have to do, you have to do the effing work. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on your podcast, but yeah, you it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, my mom would be so not proud, but you have to do the <laughs> it was my sister, you know what? It was my older sister's favorite yeah. word. So I'm just going to say in honor of her, you have to do the fucking work. You have uh, yeah, to, you do. to, yep. to go to the darkness to that's see it. that part. And part of that darkness is seeing what your significance is to the world. And that's your spirituality that you've got to figure that out. You are think I love what you're sharing. Thank you. And I, I think the, the word religion and the word spirituality, there's no set modality and methodology in spirituality. There are, there are methodologies that have been applied to it, but it is, it is beyond what a human brain can, you can't pull it down. You can, you can reach up to, Right. You cannot pull it down. And religion is like this modality on earth, this like for, formulation of steps that will lead you one to, it, it's going to lead you somewhere. Right. Where it leads you, that's another question. But it's interesting that I think in the religious world, it is this, and I know specifically the Christian world, mm -hmm. it's that, it's, it's, not necessarily overtly said explicitly it's don't deal don't worry about it mm -hmm. because it's covered right, right. it's done it's forgiven right. yeah forgive yeah. just don't like hey it's all good and that is a form of gaslighting that is the craziest thing to tell someone yeah. with trauma yeah. it's all good forgive yeah. can you forgive like man i'm i I'm bleeding emotionally. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. And so I love that you are bringing in both that it's yes. And it's not, or it's yes, you can believe this and, and go down this path. 
and we get to go to the depth of darkness and do the work so that we can liberate our souls so that we can find the light that, that, oh, it's just beautiful. So yeah, no, absolutely. You got me fired up. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. You know, my mom does divorce counseling at her church mm. because she went to her church like, dude, it's not about going on the blood. I've been through divorce. I'm now married, second marriage for 30 years. I got mm. my my history here. I'm tired of you guys saying that people divorce or go being cast in hell. One, yes. and yes. two, that's not true. I mean, yes. so my mom was feisty when she was okay. even a pastor's wife. She kind of like threw it out there. I love my parents <laughs> because they were so atypical in their responses. Mm. Um, as a single woman, you know, I went through a period of insignificance because in the church, it's like, if you're single, there's something wrong with you. Yep, yep. And I'm like, dude, uh, in the Bible actually says, or Paul says, it's better to be single than married. What <laughs> yeah. do you do about it? Yeah. So I get in people, you know, so I believe yeah. you know, just like any religion, we, we cut out what we think yeah. will not be in our cookie cutter, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's laziness. I'll say mm-hmm. sheer laziness where people go, but there is hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. And I've seen more Christian friends of mine leave the church because they have felt unsupported. And that's sad to me because I grew up in a church and a family that absolutely threw things, people against the wall mm-hmm. with truth and pain. Like, let's deal with this. Mm-hmm. God does not want that. In, in what we've kind of have as stereotypes in this, this country with Christianity, it's sad because yeah. that to me we've talked about that god is love and it's, it's not about unconditional it's it's automatic and that's how we should treat each other when we when we're going through pains and i don't get that you know and it, and it does frustrate me you know and i've gone to churches and gotten in their face i'm like you need more things on singlehood you need more things on post-trauma you yeah. need things for those that have been through divorce and alcoholism and wife beating and i mean i literally just yeah. throw it out there yeah. i'm like yeah. because they are beautiful people and stop hiding this stuff it's yes. not right and it's yes. not where God lives. God lives in our story. A hundred percent. I, um, I just got the chills. God lives in our story. Yes. Yes. He lives Amen. in our story. That is, um, it, it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day, the, I, you, it used to be incredibly polarizing to say the word Jesus. If you said the word Jesus, you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, like there's right. a lightning bolt in the room. Right. However, it has gotten to the place where people are qualifying the word God now, mm-hmm. which is right. so bizarre to me. It's like, right. everyone's like, well, God, well, that, you know, the source right. of the universe or whatever. And I'm like, man, what world are we living in when the right. word God has become right. polarizing? Right. And I also understand why the word God has become polarizing. Right. And, um, and so I think you saying that God is, God is love. He, and and this is what I, I share with people. What does love love? Mm. Love loves love. Mm. If we as human beings are to understand, if we are going to do the work of God, it mm. is to love what love loves and love mm. loves love. So mm-hmm. they shall know you by your fruit and, mm. the, and they shall know you by your love. They're not going to know us by our political rhetoric or our passion or all these things. They're going to know how much do we love human beings on this earth. Right. And you know, and God, Jesus, whatever, they're symbolic of love. So when we step back and stop labeling Jesus or God, these negative things. Again, we have this tendency in this country to go high and right, and we have one bad experience with religion, then it's like everything sucks about it. And I'm like, 
you know, our spirituality is really, said God lives in our story. He loves all of our scars. He made us, you know, I say this often because there's only one genetic blueprint that's you that will ever cross this earth again. Right. Ever, you know, and again, no matter what God means to you, you were created as a unique individual with your story and your screw ups and your awesomeness and your failures and your successes. I'm an identical twin, and I can say that. And hmm. for us to throw baby out with the bathwater, I agree, there's definitely some high and right things with religion and just skewing things, and it's made us kind of hate everything, so to speak, about yeah. God. But the origin of God is all about loving you, loving others, loving your story, being yes. authentic with that. Yes. And so I, w- I do want to see people reconnect with that. And I think people throwing that out, again, we go back to, and that's why people are stalled. They've taken out that soul piece of themselves. You were made for a reason, dude. Mm. You know, scars and all, let's just kind of support each other there. And I agree when we really, you know, and everybody says it, you know, sometimes people roll their eyes, yeah, I go and love them. Like, no, it's, it's hard sometimes when someone hurts you, when someone you know, doesn't uplift you the way you want, but you know, always have the traumas and usually there was something of unlove that was happening. Right. No matter how that looks. So learning to take that pain and say, but I'm going to do it differently Mm. is the most beautiful form of courage that I see when I work with people. I'm sure you can say that too. When you haven't been loved, when you've been scarred, when you've been gaslit, whatever, whatever the story that you just rise up and say, I know who I am. I know my purpose. I know I want to love in my mm. biggest spiritual self. And I want to love my story because God, whatever that means to you, loves my story. And I'm going to rise above that. And I think if we can just take negative experiences where there is lack of love for those of us that really want to show that, because again, actions speak louder than words, right? That's right. So that's right. I think that's such a beautiful opportunity when someone really hurts you and you know, I've been hurt, you know, you live long enough, there's things that happen, but yeah. You know, when you really take a deep breath and do something more where you're like, I'm going to counterbalance that with love because that's what I want to be about. And that's what I want to spread. And that's what's going to give me the biggest joy no matter what. So I love it. I love it. That's so good. Um, You you reminded me of a a quote, a friend, um, Jenna um, Phillips Ballard said, life happens for us. Life doesn't happen to us. And Mm. Paul wrote, you know, and we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And you can really read that as he wasn't saying the people that love God are the only people that good things happen, like all things are good. He's saying the ones that know, you see it like, hey, I know life happens for me, even in the midst of the pain, the Mm -hmm. trauma, the darkness, because I believe our freedom. Mm -hmm. Our healing, our capacity, our expression, our knowing is uniquely equal to the trauma that we went through so that we, that is good. When we can know, wow, love brought me through this pain Mm -hmm. so that it can show me the capacity of love, not Mm -hmm. show me the capacity of pain. Absolutely. I love that. I don't know, Lucas, if you ever read the book that it was uh, made into a movie, The Shack. And oh. that came out like two or three years ago. Did you read that at all? I didn't read it. I watched the yeah. movie. Yeah. And I think that was such a beautiful way to pull in the spirituality piece we're talking about. Mm. You know, obviously that, that father went through the most horrific thing you could ever go through in yeah. trying to deal with that trauma in love yes. and forgive. 
And it had so many, I mean, we could speak forever about the movie and the book, and there's a lot of different, obviously, ideas and platforms. But what you just said is true. You know, his, his question, the question we ask, often ask ourselves, whether we're religious or not, is why? why? God, yeah. I mean, I've wept. I'm like, God, dude, I'm yeah. done. I'm tapped out. I'm angry. I'm pissed at you. Like, I have regular conversations with God every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like dude. What is yeah. going on here? Yeah. But what you just said, and like I said, when I go back to my own belief in what I truly believe is, mm. it's all working out, Jen. Don't mm. sweat this. I got it. And I know that's easier said than done, but what you just said, your scars, your traumas, things like, I can't do this. I can't go another step. It's like, yeah, you can, because it's part of your story. Mm. And this part of your story is exactly what's going to make you catapult to the next level. We're going to use wow. your shit right now. And I have found that, right? You know, I look at that. I'm like, God, I just think, you know, I write my story sometimes, like every couple of years. And I look at when I was sipping soup through a straw with something and then something catapulted and it led to a speaking gig or it led to a new friend or I'm like, Oh my God, like if I wouldn't have gone through that, yeah. Again, it's all together for good. And, it, and no, it's hard for people to see in the midst of the storm. It's hard for all of us. But the more we get that, the more we can stabilize through the storm, right? right? In love instead of hate. Just really ride the wave of just steadiness, even when you're kind of feeling like crap, when you're like, it's all together for good. Yes. Life is going to happen. But I do believe that, that love will conquer all. I'm 100% believer in that, no matter how cheesy that sounds to people or not. But when you choose that, and again, we're human. We sometimes don't want to do that. We're selfish or we're mad and we're pissed and we do things. But if we take a step back and say, you know what, this is happening, but I'm going to rise. I, in my young life, I can already say, every time I've done that, I've been caught. Mm. I've been caught and then thrown really awesomely into a new space even connecting with you lucas you know mm. after my my two losses so i had my dad and my sister pass away six weeks apart wow. then i had a summit that i did and then i crashed mm. this summer i'm like why and i was just like i was in so much pain i was in so much pain more and like this is horrible like i don't know what my life i don't know who i am i don't know what my life looks like beyond them they were my my people that pushed me and supported me and i'm like i could feel god say wait jen we're using this we're, you know what he's done connected me exponentially you know we talked about connecting me connecting people to people like you and he keeps serving people on the platter and i'm almost like oh my god it's too much he's like here here's another person, here's another person. it's literally like okay god i did ask for help but wow i'm like i'm drinking out of a fountain you know and i'm like holy crap so cool but again, you know, I mean, yeah. I went through two major losses and I literally feel God going, here you go. Here's something else. Mm -hmm. Here's something else. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like looking around, like, what are you doing? Like, it's almost like too good to be true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yes. yeah, not I, that it always I'm happens true. that fast, mm -hmm. but I came from severe loss. Yes. And he's like, I'm using this shit, dude, I got it. Dude. I mean, I just felt, I'm like, yeah, okay. When, and you know, all of a sudden it's like here, you know and I'm like? Oh, yeah. Now I get it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just connecting yeah. with more and more people in a different way. I'm, I'm finding myself. I'm defining myself in a different way. I'm choosing love more. It's becoming a regular habit for me versus not when I'm going through stuff because you have to train yourself on that, right? right. <laughs> like, right. Go to the dark side and then train yourself to really be that way. We're not That's naturally right. always like that when we're angry and hurt. But That's right. I love it. God is a part of my story and I want that spiritual love and peace to be a part of everybody's. And when they really do that, like you talk about that all the time. I love that mm. when love is really a part of your story, 
you're going to be served beautiful things on a serving platter. It may not happen right away. You may have to go through a lot of stuff, yes. but it's there. I've never not seen it. Everybody that I connect with, whether it be personally, professionally, people I respect that are, I'm not even in their world per se. When I look at their story, they've been through so much junk. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like, so again, confirmation, you know, this is, physics. This is law of attraction. This is, yes. you have to have the crap yes. to make the good stuff happen. The positive, yes. the negative. Yes. I wouldn't know joy unless I felt like eating soup through a straw and curl up in a ball, you know? Yes. So I don't know. So I'm just starting to see pain and darkness a lot differently in love hmm. a lot differently. I love a lot differently. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I'm so... I'm so thankful for you. I'm so, I, I, I don't even know yeah. you that long and I want to tell you, I'm so proud of you, oh, proud of you for you. getting back up and standing and speaking and bringing people together. And you are this amazing platform and you are incredibly strong. And oh. thank you for your friendship. It's amazing. I'm like, this is, this is so cool. I'm like, I, yeah, I have a really cool friend here. Like, I know. But I, I love, you. I love you too, Lucas, for all you listening. I, I think he has such a profound message and mm. I've loved connecting with you because you make me up my game or want to up my mm. game as a human being in love. And I'm going to start getting all emotional. Maybe it's that. Yeah, time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I really feel mm. that. And I want everyone to feel that not only on this podcast and those that are listening that no matter your story that you can have people like Lucas and I have to you have to start one step at a time it doesn't always necessarily happen overnight but just believe that you are here for a reason believe that there's love that's supposed to be involved that believe that your dark stuff is really a beautiful part of your story and you can have what we have so to speak because I feel so blessed and so abundantly rich mm. in the people I've connected with. And I would say I've had that a lot of my life, but even in the last nine months, just the catapulting of these connections. And I'm just, I'm just going with it. I'm like, keep it coming, you know, mm. but I know I had to step into believing that I deserved all that too. Mm. And that's part of it is letting go of that scar, that self-worth, that whatever. But it's an honor to be with you. It's an honor to have you as a friend, Lucas. And I hope that all the viewers know that they can have it too. If you don't have someone right now, we'll be your friend. Yes. And I mean that. I say that yes. to anybody that listens to me, that listens to my podcast, that listens to you, Lucas, that you may feel that way. You may feel that there's no one there for you and that is a horrible feeling, but there is someone there for you. And even if it's me, I love hearing people's story. I want you to connect mm. with Lucas with me. I want you to get that they are there. We just got to find your boat of people. You That's know right. what I mean? Um, to help support you to be, to live the life you were meant to live. You weren't meant to stay drowning in your pain. You weren't, mm. you were meant to grow and move it forward because we need you in this world. We need your path. We need your vision. We need your purpose. We need, we need you. So right. that's why I'm so passionate about love and getting people to get how lovely they are. So, yeah. How can people, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So there's several different ways. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram page, Jennifer Watson Leadership. Um, I definitely respond to all messages for sure because I really want people to feel supported. Um, you can also email me if you want at Jennifer, you know, Jennifer Watson Leadership at gmail.com. But again, Instagram is probably the easiest way right. for sure, um, just to kind of start the process of connection and all that good stuff. You can also visit my website if you want. It's JenniferWatsonLeadership.com. 
but that gives a little bit more about my story, my purpose, my vision, um, just how I love to coach and speak in different platforms. But those are probably the easiest ways for sure. Awesome. I'm going to put all that in the show notes and sis, I love you and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, Lucas, too. Powerful message today. I'm so honored to have Jennifer on. Jennifer, thank you for being on the show. I'll make sure to put her information in the show notes. Check it out. Go and follow her on Instagram. She's an inspiring leader, and we all need more inspiring people in our lives. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. If you're struggling, if you know someone who's struggling, reach out to me. Go to lucasmack.com, fill out the information. If you're a guy, if you're a man that just is dipping your toe into this world of emotional intelligence or or I don't even know what this path really is. It's just being connected to, to yourself and you want to connect message me. I also host men's retreats. We have amazing experiences together and uh, I look forward to helping any and every one of you if you so choose to reach out. And as always, thank you for listening. I ask you to share this podcast, share the episode. Let's continually grow because the person that you sit next to on the bus or at a car, at a stadium or at work or at a coffee shop, you never know what they're going through. They may be the person that needs your love, your kindness, and this message the most. So let's continually treat people like people and nothing less. My name is Lucas Mack. It's an honor to have you join the show. And I look forward to speaking with you next week.